The Matildas' World Cup journey is in jeopardy and another young Aussie star moves to Scotland. Hey guys, what's going on? My name's Lockie. This is the Coastwood Football Podcast, where we recap the biggest headlines in across Australian football every single Friday. Of course, you can catch the podcast on all of your favorite podcast, podcast platforms. And uh, my goodness, is there a lot to talk about? Uh, the main focus over the past week has been the Women's World Cup which has been a fantastic tournament up until this point. But of course, for Australian fans, uh, it's looking quite worrying now after losing to Nigeria just last night. Uh, we're going to cover some of the Women's World Cup stuff, the Matilda stuff that's been going on, um, some news regarding the Socceroos, and of course, plenty of A-League news as well as, uh, as a handful of A-League teams uh, get into those preseason friendlies to prepare for the upcoming Australia Cup. We'll also be covering the A-League transfer news and uh, some transfer news regarding some other Australian players uh, towards the end of the podcast. And then uh, I'll also give you guys a bit of a rundown on some of the YouTube content that you can expect over the coming week. Uh, We've got some exciting stuff coming up over the next week or so. Very busy times here when it comes to Australian football. Even though this is technically off-season, when it comes to the domestic leagues, uh, in regards to the A-leagues, there is still so much going on. And of course, we did see last night Australia go down 2-3 to Nigeria in that second group stage game in Brisbane. Fantastic turnout, almost 50,000 fans. But... Really really concerning for the Matildas now in terms of where we sit in the group. Now in third place, it is Nigeria and Canada who both sit on top with four points. And we face Canada in that last game where really we just need to win. We need to win that game. And it's going to be a tough ask, especially considering that Australia have been suffering with injuries of late. You know, obviously we all know about no Sam Kerr. Uh, she's been missing for the last two games. Uh, and then the, the latest news from the last few days was was Mary Fallow and Ivy Lewick who were missing this game due to concussion. But uh, I think the expectation is that they will both return for the for the final game against Canada. Sam Kerr, the, the latest from Tony Gustafson is that it'll they'll make the call at the very last minute in terms of whether Sam Kerr is involved in that Canada match. I'm not feeling super confident. I'm feeling slightly worried about it. The fact that she isn't really training much at all at the moment, Sam Kerr, the match is in a matter of days. Uh, we'll see if she can get across the line, but um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of worried and um, we need her too. We need her too. So it's a precarious position that Australia currently sit in. Um, if you want to hear my full thoughts on that Nigeria game, my post-match reaction is out on YouTube where I go on a little bit of a Coastwood Football rant mode. Uh, so if you want to hear my post-game rant, you can uh, check that out on the Coastwood Football YouTube channel. Um, this has been a fantastic Women's World Cup, though, and we've been live every single day um, from Friday onwards last week, uh, doing live watch longs, uh, plenty of content around the tournament. It's been so much fun to watch, man. There's, there's been some cracking games, some stunning goals, too. Um, and the the one of the big news stories out of this tournament has been not only crowd numbers, but viewership as well. Uh, for that Australia-Ireland uh, opening game last week, uh, it was revealed that uh, on Channel 7 here in Australia, uh, we hit a peak of 4.88 million viewers in Australia, which is pretty remarkable. That is a huge, huge viewership for the round ball game down under here in Australia. Wonderful stuff. Uh, there's been some great crowd numbers, of course, as we mentioned, uh, even just for not only the Australia games and for New Zealand games as well, but uh, over there in uh, New Zealand, but also uh, some some neutral games involving other teams from across the globe. 
Um, it is Australia v. Ireland who has the biggest attendance. That was 75,784. But some big attendances as well. Uh, England, Haiti managed to pull uh, just over 44,000. France v. Jamaica, the first game at uh, Sydney Football Stadium, uh, got close to 40,000 fans, which is fantastic. And then Germany, Morocco, on uh, on a Monday night, if you don't mind, managed uh, just over 27,000 fans getting close to capacity down there at Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. So the crowds themselves have just been awesome. It's been great to see that uh, World Cup fever has well and truly taken over Australia and hopefully it continues for the remainder of the tournament. I'm sure it will. Uh, we've got a number of live watch longs coming up for the tournament over the coming days. So the best way to keep up to, up to date with that is to stay subscribed to the Coastal Football YouTube channel. And it's been so much fun. It's been a great community um, in the live chat. And it's been so awesome too. Uh, usually it's a strong Australian contingent, obviously, in the live chat. But we'll have had many New Zealand fans tuning in. And then fans from across the globe uh, in the UK, uh, in the US for those American games. Uh, even some fans from, from the likes of South Africa, Nigeria tuning in as well. So uh, it's awesome to see. Jumping over to the men's team now, we've got some news regarding the Socceroos. And yesterday, it was revealed the um, the World Cup qualifiers group uh, for the Asian qualifiers for round two. And uh, Australia, uh, we did a live reaction to the draw on YouTube. And we've got a relatively easy group with the likes of Palestine, Lebanon, and then the winner of either, of either Maldives or Bangladesh. Some fascinating uh, opposition teams there. But um, in terms of those other teams and their rankings... Uh, it's 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 Palestine who I believe sit at 96. I think uh, it was it was Lebanon. It sit at 101 in the rankings, FIFA rankings. So uh, Australia, who are who are at 27th in the FIFA rankings, have a pretty easy draw by the looks of things. And considering that the top two teams go through, uh, it's almost a certainty that you'd expect that Australia will go through. But those qualifiers will be beginning in November. Um, and it's a, basically a home and away sort of system uh, where we play each of these teams uh, twice, home and away. And uh, those qualifiers taking place in November this year, March next year, and June next year as well. And the top two from each group going through to the round three qualifiers. So Australia expected to get through to the World Cup um, at the end of things. But um be interesting to see what Graham Arnold goes for with this squad for these qualifiers. Maybe a chance to play some younger players. We'll see. Socceroos have also confirmed uh, kickoff time for their Mexico friendly. Australia's next match uh, is ha- taking place at AT&T Stadium in, uh, in Texas, USA. The match is taking place on September 10, kicking off at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. That is a midday on a Sunday, uh, which will be quite, uh, quite, quite nice to have a nice little uh, midday Sunday kickoff there to watch the Socceroos. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we will most certainly be doing a live watch along for that one. And of course, uh, Mexico, uh, quite a fascinating opposition for Australia, a good side, Mexico, a side that we often see compete in the World Cups and uh, will be a great test for Australia there. So uh, that one's coming up real, real soon. Let's jump into some A-League stories here. And uh, we've got our first home and away kit for the A-League men's season, which is very exciting. Men's and women's season, we should say. Uh, West City Wanderers last week revealed their 2023-24 home and away kit, which is just delicious, if I don't mind, if I, if I don't say so myself. Uh, it's a fantastic kit. Uh, their first Adidas kit. Uh, Adidas, Adidas, however you want to say it, have, have worked on this kit. Uh, I believe Ultra Football, if I'm not mistaken, I think also uh, worked on this one for the Wanderers, and it is fantastic. Your classic red and black stripes, uh, hoops, those horizontal stripes, um, and then you've got the classic sort of three white Adidas stripes on the top of the shoulders there, which looks just fantastic. 
jumping over to the West now. Uh, Perth Glory owner Tony Sage has officially stepped down from the club uh, and apparently new owners are expected to take over within the coming week. So a bit of a transitional phase at Perth Glory, but the, there is assurance to the fans and everyone that uh, the club will continue to operate as usual. Um, not only is there change um, off the field for Perth Glory, but on the field as well, uh, not only personnel, but uh, coaching as well. And at this point, the time of recording here, there is still no permanent Perth Glory head coach. We do know, do know that Kenny Lowe uh, had taken over as interim coach, and you know, with with this, with Perth Glory, you know, getting knocked out of that uh, the Australia Cup via the playoffs, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, they've got some, they've got some time now between now and the kickoff of the A League in October. So, uh, Perth Glory still need to announce a head coach in that department as well. Um, Former Melbourne Victory star Carl Valeri has rejoined the club. This is an interesting one. He has joined the board of directors. Carl Valeri enjoyed a successful time at Melbourne Victory back in the 2010s. Good to see the Socceroo back involved with his former A-League club. So back at the um, <clears throat> back at Melbourne Victory, joining the board of directors there. Uh, some more kit news this time regarding Adelaide United. We can hopefully expect um, a new kit from them. And uh, the kit manufacturer, uh, UCAN, I believe it's pronounced UCAN, uh, they've extended the partnership with Adelaide United for a further three seasons. Um, Adelaide's kits for the last couple of years have been really, really nice. So um, we can expect some real nice kits from UCAN and Adelaide United um, in, in the coming years. Uh, some news regarding Brisbane Raw. They have announced uh, the departure of general manager uh, Ante uh, Kovacevic uh, with immediate effect. And uh, obviously, there's been a bit of change with Brisbane Raw of late. Uh, we've seen former, two former A-League players take over the club uh, in leadership roles in Kasper Tafta and uh, Zach Anderson. And it was interesting as well. The other night, uh, they did they did a um, um, an Instagram Live. And I tuned in for this one. And they made it clear that I mean, this this Instagram live thing was sort of going to become a regular thing for them, a chance for them to communicate with fans. And um, it was great, like just as like a neutral fan, obviously, just tuning in, sort of seeing the transparency that they were sort of, um, you know, approaching the fans with. And they made it clear that communication and, you know, the fan input is going to be a, 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 an important thing for this club. Um, from what I've seen, I think they're organizing like fan forums and that kind of thing. Uh, there is a real positive sense that they're going to sort of, you know, take Brisbane Raw in a positive direction, um, which is good to see. Brisbane Raw have sort of been struggling a little bit, especially on the field for the last few years. Um, they did make it clear that there was there was quite a sentiment from from what I gathered on that Instagram Live that um, Brisbane Raw are going through a bit of a rebuild phase, which is, you know, no surprise. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the field with the squad too. Uh, on paper, it is not the strongest squad by any means at all. Um as it stands, I, I still predict Brisbane Raw to struggle this year. They they need to make some seriously uh, good signings if they want to turn the season around. Um, they don't have a striker. Brisbane Raw don't currently have a first-team striker. Uh, they've got some young players coming through um, in the striking department, but uh, they don't have a recognized striker as it stands now, Brisbane Raw. Um, and there's some other areas of the pitch they need to strengthen in too. But um, they did uh, get their preseason friendlies underway recently, Brisbane Raw. And positives are for them. They did pick up wins. Uh, they taked on a wide base select squad uh, who they defeated 10-0. And then they took on uh, NPL side uh, Peninsula Power. Uh, they defeated Peninsula Power 2-0 in a friendly. Peninsula Power will be involved, involved in the Australia Cup. They'll be taking on Wellington Phoenix in the round of 32. So a couple of wins and a couple of clean sheets for Brisbane Raw as they prepare uh, for their Australia Cup matchup with Newcastle Jets in a couple of weeks' time. 
Uh, crossing over to some other A-League sides and their pre-season friendlies. Sydney FC defeated Manly United 5-3 with some of their young stars featuring in that match. Wellington Phoenix also played a preseason friendly recently against Western Suburbs, getting a 5-1 win. And interestingly enough, uh, amongst the scorers there was Oscar Zawada, who picked up a couple goals in that one, which was I thought was quite interesting. I mean, there's been a little bit of sort of rumor floating around for the for, for a little while around Oscar Zawada and whether he might potentially be lured back to Europe. Uh, there was word across the social media uh, platforms that he might be receiving interest from overseas. So. We'll see, though. I mean, if he's sticking around and scoring goals in preseason friendlies, that might suggest that maybe he will indeed be sticking around for the upcoming season, which is a positive for Wellington. Um, and then lastly, I did want to mention this before we get into the transfer news. There has been a new A-League trivia game on uh, online, and it is a lot of fun. It is called Griddle. And this comes from the wonderful folks over at Ultimate A-League. Uh, UltimateA-League.com have put this together. It's called Griddle, spelled G-R-I-D-A-L. Check it out if you haven't. Um, it's an A-League quiz game, and it's basically like a... Uh, Sort of like a tic-tac-toe thing, except you're not playing anyone. You're just playing yourself, and you're sort of having to guess all these nine squares uh, in this grid. And it's really testing A-League trivia. I've played a few rounds, and uh, we've been playing it live on stream on YouTube, which has been fun. And uh, I've done all right so far. I think I've played five days. Uh, I've got two nine out of nines and three eight out of nines. So we're doing okay so far. We're doing okay. Uh, But check that out. It's been a lot of fun, Griddle. And, uh, of course, we're playing it live on stream uh, just about every day now. All right, let's jump into some A-League transfer news. And uh, not too much this week. Teams really starting to tighten, uh, really starting to um, finish things up in terms of squad preparation as we get uh, around the corner to the Australia Cup. But there has been some big news, especially around Western Sydney Wonders from this past week. Callum Ewanoff, first of all, has departed the club, making a fantastic move to Hearts. A well-deserved move for Callum. Uh, but the move has come now. It has finally been confirmed. We touched on it in last week's podcast, and it was just a rumor at that stage. Uh, but now it has been confirmed that Callum Ewanoff has secured his move to Hearts in Scotland. What an exciting move it is it, it, uh, it is for him. Excited to watch his career. Um, and it's a big loss for West City Wanderers. Uh, and another loss for West City Wanderers, Tommy Michella has departed the club, which is a huge loss. It's a huge loss for the Wanderers. Michella was so key to that Wanderers backline last season, who ended the season as the best events in the A-League men's competition. Uh, Tommy Michella, his height, his strength, his partnership with, with uh, Marcelo in that backline there, uh, was such a crucial part of that success at Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, does, that, does this mean, you know, that someone like Thomas Beedling or, or Donny Gerdich, uh, new signing, uh, slots into that starting lineup? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but that's a big loss for Tony Michello, who departs the club to uh, pursue overseas opportunities. Uh, Western United have continued their recruitment by signing Riku Danzaki. This is third stint in the A-League, Riku Danzaki, after a couple stints at Brisbane Raw. A good signing and a fascinating signing, too. Because it comes off the back of last week when Western United signed Daniel Pena, former Newcastle Jets attacking midfielder. And these two guys sort of play similar roles. Attacking midfielders, very lively, uh, love to dribble with the ball, uh, very dangerous players. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Western set up with both of these um, similar players, whether maybe Rico Danzaki or Pena plays out in a wider position or, you know, whether they play with two number 10s, that could be really, really exciting for Western. So I think green and black fans should be really hyped for this upcoming season. Uh, Dan Zaki, Pena, two very promising players, good signings for the green and black. And to think as well in that midfield, they've got the likes of Angus Thurgate. Uh, they're also another new signing. Uh, they're building a really good side, Western, and I expect them to do well next season. 
Um, Sydney FC, some news regarding the Sky Blues. Uh, Alan Harbas, uh, the young striker, has been loaned out to KTP, a club in Finland. And um, it's another move that we've seen from Sydney FC. A bunch of their youngsters not only have departed across the alley, but um, have departed for overseas moves, uh, which is great to see for those uh, Sydney youngsters. Uh, an exciting move for A-League women's Sydney FC player, uh, Mackenzie Hawksby. She has signed for Brighton. Uh, from Sydney FC, uh, joining Brighton over there in the UK. A really exciting move for Mackenzie there. Some more news here regarding some players from outside the A-Leagues. Milos Degenek, Socceroo striker, has returned to Europe, joining FK Sarvena uh, Svezda, uh, the club that he was previously at uh, before moving over to the MLS. So Milos Degenek moving back to Europe. And then Nicholas um, Belekovic has joined Peterborough United in League One, uh, the former Huddersfield Town goalkeeper. He has moved to League One. You'd expect for him to be the starting goalkeeper there. We hope so, at least uh, for his sake. Hopefully he can get some good game time there and potentially put him in the uh, window for Socceroos' selection. Of course, Belekovic was the starting goalkeeper for the Olya Roos at the recent Maurice Ravello tournament the other month. So that's all the transfer news from the past week. Not too much. It's getting a little bit quieter at the moment. Uh, but to finish off, here is the YouTube schedule for the upcoming week. We will be live. Uh, first of all, our next live is happening on Saturday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We will be doing a live watch along for France v. Brazil. So excited for this one. A massive, massive group stage clash in the Women's World Cup. And then, very excited to announce that we are going to be live for every, every single simultaneous kickoff for the upcoming week in the Women's World Cup. So that goes from Sunday through till Thursday. We'll be live for every single one of those simultaneous uh, kickoffs. That's all those match day three games. Really, really excited for those. There's some intriguing, you know, it's shaking, shaping up in a really intriguing way when you look at some of these um, these tables, you know, even across Group A and Group B, uh, even uh, with USA, Netherlands and, and Portugal are in with a chance as well. There's some upsets I'm sure we're going to see across those final group stages. So, um Join us on YouTube for those live watch-longs. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we've got some more vlogs and uh, plenty of content coming out on the YouTube channel as well. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in, as always. My name's Lockie. This is Coastwatch Football. And, of course, you can follow Coastwatch Football across all of the social media platforms. And uh, make sure to leave a star rating if you have enjoyed the podcast. And, of course, the new podcasts are dropping every single Friday. Uh, have a great week, guys. Uh, hopefully, the Tillies, next time we're talking, are through to the round of 16. Fingers crossed for that Canada match on Monday evening. Uh, have a great one, guys. Cheers. Cheers.